You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 361. Vaccinate your Daxamites. Welcome to episode 361 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French, and today I am dog walking dude. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I saw you got a new one. Two new ones. We have two. We have two. And that is the extent. (laughs) Give it time. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, they're they're really good. I, I I call them the Velocipuggles, though. Aww. Because because the way they move around, like they, like there's two there's actually two things to this, and and people who listen to this show will appreciate this because, you know, hey, video games. Everyone knows with a video game when, when you've got like two player characters, you know, no matter where Mario goes, Luigi catches up to him. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. Phoebe will go wandering through the house, and and she'll come down, and it's like, "Where's your sister?" And then a couple of seconds later, down comes Penny, and she's and she makes her way down, and uh, and and so then they move together as a unit. But I call them the Velocipuggles. One because of the chewing. Uh huh. Something. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Yeah, yeah, something the Raptors in uh, in um, Jurassic Park were well known for. Um, and uh, also, it's just there's so, at times that when they when they kind of run, they kind of do this little bounce that reminds me of seeing a couple of the raptors in uh, in Jurassic Park and and in mm-hmm. Jurassic World as well. Uh, how how they moved together, and you know they'll have the mouth open with the uh, with the teeth bared, and it's like yes, Velocipuggles. Ah, Velocipuggles. Velocipuggles. Mm. Yes. Puggles. Mm, puggles. Mm. Herm. Herm, <laughs> puggle juice. Yeah, no, you. Yeah. No, Gross. no, no, no. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, yeah, you want to be careful of that stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I, I want nothing to do with that, sir. Nothing at all to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Oh lordy. Over to you, sir. All right, I am Darren Noel, and I guess today I am a recovery guy because I got a touch of the con crud, Dragon you, Con Shocker. That's right, you got the crud. I got a little bit of the crud. I, it finally went away, like, um, Saturday morning. Yay. At least mm-hmm. I, I took a melatonin Friday night. I was so tired that I actually fell asleep at the computer um, Friday night at, like, 9.45. And I'm like, screw this. I am going to bed. Mm-hmm. So I took a melatonin and a guzzled um, some OJ and went to bed. And I woke up the next day at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning refreshed because i had slept basically 11 hours wow it was lovely or 10 hours it was still lovely it didn't matter um <laughs> and um i got up and and did my post-con cleaning so the place looks it no longer looks like there are cosplay projects everywhere laundry <laughs> got caught up um i still have to i have a rule that i clean out the refrigerator twice a week twice twice a year of anything mm-hmm. old so i gotta do that probably tomorrow and go get some groceries because everything, nothing's in the house. There's nothing. I've got stuff to put on food. I have no food. Yeah. So I've got ketchup and mayonnaise, and that's it in the house. Please send food to Darren Noel. No. <laughs> Rolling. Well, and so I spent the day today doing Dungeons and Dragons with friends, and nice. I did uh, some cosplay with a new friend, Tyler, who um, cosplayed as Checkmate Maxwell Lord. <laughs> and that was in my Wonder Warrior. So you can go to my Facebook page and see those pics. They're actually kind of funny. 
Um, yes, I broke his neck. It had to happen. Sorry. Yeah. You can send your complaints to Jeff Johns at DC Comics. <laughs> um, oh, I believe people have already been doing that. <laughs> so what's one more letter, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he, but he's going to be like, I did that 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, so that's basically been my day. It was kind of nice. I'm going to chill out the rest of the night after we do this and probably try to hit the hay early and um, yeah, get some get some snoozing in. Snoozing, because Monday morning I got rock and roll to do. I got lots to catch up with at the office, so. Mm, Yay. Well, yeah, catch up. Mm, catch up. So. so, hey, Polly, what's up? Well, that's awesome. Well, we're, we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to get back into some Baxter. Yay. And, um, oh, that reminds me, I forgot to tell you what I got. Oh, yes. At Dragon Con, I forgot. Um, I got to meet um, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. They're there almost every year, so it's always lovely to see them. Um, but Amanda had a Supergirl print, and I'm working on my Legion wall. So I'm like, okay, Supergirl joins the Legion this year. And Supergirl is there, and she's playing with Crypto and Streaky, so I had to have it. Nice. So I've got two Super Pets and a, and a Legionnaire in the same print. That's fantastic. Sweet! Made my day. Made my day. Woohoo! Oh, you, should snap a, you should snap a picture and show it off on the uh, on the sure. page, on the, face, on the book of face because I think people would dig that. Uh, the face of the book, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can do that. I can do that. I haven't put it on the wall yet, but I should at some point soon. Cool. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as yeah, so we're getting into into some Baxter stuff, and um, this issue that we're gonna do is of course uh, the back home in hell issue. Yes, and not a cold and lonely corner of hell. No, but oh, an incredible issue this one, um, and, and not the least of which is it. It also has a return uh, from Steve Lytle, and who also co-plotted the story, and mm-hmm. actually a big part of the idea was his. Ah, he said that he had in the past, you know, given little ideas here and there, and uh, and they've been incorporated. But this one was a was a much bigger one, and so uh, so they gave him the uh, um, uh, the co-plotter uh, um, uh, credit, and with good reason. And I'm and I'm just going to read a quote from the, the interview in the always awesome Legion Companion from Tomorrow's uh, Publishing, mm-hmm. which if you haven't got it, you've got to get it because honestly, it's is just a great compendium of all of these different people who have worked on the Legion throughout the years. Oh, and hey, while I'm saying that, I believe today, as we record this on Sunday, September 13th, I think today is Mike Grell's birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday, Iron Mike. If if it's not today, it's within the last couple of days, because you know how the Facebooks are with the with how when they show you stuff. That's- um, but um, either way, it has it is or has recently been, and by the time you hear that hear this, it has only recently been um, Mike Grell's birthday, ah, and um, and that's cool. So, um, all right. So uh, so they asked him about. They said, "Are there any Legion stories which you've drawn which you're especially proud of?" And he said, "There's one that comes to mind first, and that's because I also got credit for co-plotting it." Quite often when I would contribute to an issue, it would be a bit here and there. But we did, when we did Back Home in Hell, the story about Monel developing an immunity to the anti-lead serum that allowed him to stay alive in the 30th century, mm-hmm. it just seemed that as I looked at current medicine, the human body develops immunities to things that you keep putting in your body. 
eventually. For, yeah, right. And and I mean that's what that, that's what a vaccination is basically. Mm-hmm. It's like trace yeah. amounts of the thing. Yeah, and so. Um, so eventually you develop a certain amount of immunity to them. And I thought, well, he's been taking this drug for some time. What if his body, being this superhuman Daxamite body, has developed an immunity to this serum? You know, because, hey, he's invulnerable, right? Sure. Uh, mostly. And uh, now he's at risk of dying of lead poisoning again. What if, as a stopgap measure, they decide to save your life? We've got to put you back in the phantom zone. Yeah. So I mean, that, makes, that makes sense. In fact, I always wondered um, two things. One... Why did, and we never heard about it, maybe it did occur and it was just never mentioned, the Daxamites that Darkseid used at Great Darkness Saga never got lead poisoning that we're aware of. There was no great Daxamite culling, to borrow a word. I, I'm and, not sure, and you know what What I'm not sure is if, but remember when uh, when Element when, when Element Lad does the uh, changes to the atmosphere to lead and they start so dropping like flies. They, they did, so did he kill them all? Because according to Monel's story, according to according to the story, um, Monel the lead poisoning is poisoning and it is deadly and once exposed, that's it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like when uh, when when they talk about like when people, uh, um, and this is kind of dark, but it's kind of well, it's a dark topic. But you know when people uh, uh, try killing themselves, you know, running the car in the in the in the garage. True. And they get to a certain point of of no return because basically it, it, the it, it, the carbon monoxide bonds to the blood and and true and it's over. Yeah, it's done. Um, and the same thing when Element Lad changed Olvir's costume to lead. Yeah. In the Legion of Supervillain story, so I've, I've always wondered. Obviously, you know retcons and everything. How much lead does it take to kill a Daxamite? Yes, and that's a heck of a of um, a. Uh, a question. Isn't it? Uh, well, it's a heck of a calculation for even someone as wise as Element Lad to pull together in the heat of combat. Well, Brainy told him how much to use for for the Great Darkness Saga. That's true. That's true. You're right. You're but right. Element Lad just changed Olivier's costume to lead. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm in my head. I'm wondering. In Mon- your head, you're what? wondering how much lead. Uh, yeah, I am. Monel <laughs> must have been exposed to an extreme amount of lead. For it to be already deadly, for Element Lad not to be a killer. Well, yeah, but you know, he was in he was in Superboy he was in Superboy's garage, so of course there was lots of it because Superboy was always keeping kryptonite around in big big lead boxes. Well, that's like you do, <laughs> like you do, like you do. So um, he, he uh, Steve Lytle goes on to say, uh, just the idea that this well-adjusted, almost Superboy-like character of Monel. What if there was more to him? What if the idea of going back into the Phantom Zone terrorized him? What if it was so deeply scarring that this rational, sensible man couldn't be rational and sensible about the idea of going back into the Phantom Zone? Mm. What if? Yeah, he says, I thought, man, that just makes him a much more interesting character. He Mm. says, I also told told Paul, there's something that's been overlooked about this character. And we we say this all the time, this part. Uh, He spent a thousand years waiting for his friend to save his life. Waiting for Superman to develop a serum, and for this, and this is Superman's biggest failure. He never developed a serum. He put True. this, he put this kid in there, and every issue of Superman is an issue he fails Monel. 
Truth. And 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 truth be told, I think that, that that Steve did say this when when he was on our show. And so so folks, a lot of this is probably rehash of that. But if if you haven't listened to the Steve Lytle interview, you totally you really should. really should. Yeah, because he's awesome. He is um, awesome, he, and we need to have him back. Yeah, at some yeah, because dude can sp- dude can tell a story. Um, <laughs> so he says. Um, he says he put yeah so he, uh, he says that's how I put it I said every issue that Superman saves the world is an issue he fails Monel because he told this guy trust me I'll save you and he puts him in the Phantom Zone surrounded <clears throat> excuse me surrounded by criminals from Krypton's past mm-hmm. Monel is in his place where he's cursed to see a multitude of worlds but not be able to touch anything he's surrounded by evil forces that he's opposed his entire life it's like putting Gandhi in prison because he's a moral person only imagine Gandhi wasn't so well adjusted imagine Gandhi is a teenage boy and throw him into a prison with all these crazed psychopaths and he's waiting for his friend to help him except unless Superman lives eternally he sees his friend grow old and die and never save him (laughs) He saves. He sees worlds decay. In one panel, in one panel, I drew Darkseid standing over these humans who were naked and groveling on the ground. And there's a tear in Monel's eye because he's a hero. He's got a heroic personality. He has a heart for these people, and he can't touch them. True. He can't help them. He can't do anything. A thousand years pass. I'm thinking this should shatter most minds. If his mind was not shattered, then he must have been affected in such a deep way that perhaps he's even repressed it. And it's the idea of going back into the Phantom Zone that brings this trauma to the surface. So that's one you can tell I'm rather proud of. It says yeah. it, pro- it probably should have been played as more than just a single issue story, but, but and and that's possible nowadays. That would go for much. Oh, longer. it'd be six or seven, easy. How, yeah. However. <laughs> it being all in one issue, it's an action-packed issue. Totally. I totally. mean, all this stuff happening and it sets up so much. Um, he said that. So um, he says, and I've noticed that a lot of people have tried to pick up on elements of it since. But that was something I was very proud of. So and, and justifiably so, um, because it's a, it's a heck of an issue. It is. It's a great issue. So, so why don't you start us off with this? What? Uh, oh, wait. Just before we get oh, into oh, that, oh, what? Before huh? we get into it, before we get into it, just uh, okay. let's let's place it in time. Let's okay. place it in time. June of nineteen eighty-six. Okay. All right. So it is um, very close to post-crisis, if not at post-crisis. It, is, it, it um, is because there's a scene in here that will tie into something we've also done yeah. over the last little while. Um, uh, but some other things that were coming out, uh, Blue Beetle, uh, the Paris Collins, uh, oh, Len, Len Wein series, yeah, yeah, was just coming out. Um, the Ted Cord, bitches. That's right. Speaking of speaking of Max Lord, um, <laughs> and we'll see an ad for this in the middle of the issue. Uh, Lords of the Ultra Realm by Doug Munch and Pat Broderick. Oh my God, that was such a weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was series. crazy. Um, that was like Masters of the Universe on speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Secret Origins issue number three, starring Shazam. Oh. Um, Shazam. Yeah. Uh, Swamp Thing 49. This was the penultimate chapter to the American Gothic uh, storyline. And um, yeah, things didn't go well for some people in that issue, too. No, no, they did yeah. not. Um, mm. Also coming out this month, um, it's a book people have talked about a little bit since. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Dark Knight Returns, number one. Oh, God. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
well, <laughs> it's funny that it's you saying that instead of me. Because <laughs> that's usually my line. Oh. That. Well, well, I, I actually, I feel the same way as you do about that book. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I've never been a Frank Miller fan. Yeah. I, I I loved his Daredevil stuff. I, I I'm not a fan of his more stylized stuff. I, I I just I always felt like while Superman and Batman may not see eye to eye all the time, that they are still friends. Yeah. And I just felt the whole separation of Superman and Batman making them quasi enemies, um, in DC from that point on. And because it sold so well, it became. Yeah. It, it, became, it must all be like this. It must all be like that. Really now, it's okay for Superman and Batman to disagree, yeah. But to be the polar opposites, I mean, you want Superman and Lex to be the polar opposite, not Superman and Batman. Yeah, it it, it comes. What it comes down to for me is one: it's the book that broke Batman. Mm-hmm. Because then everything was like, oh, we've got to get it, make it more like the like that. A dark and, night. Yeah, and so we lost a lot of a lot of you know there was a lot of really cool Batman stuff going on around this time, folks, mm-hmm. and um, and this kind of broke a lot of it. Um, the it other did. thing was was just Superman as Reagan's little toady. Yep. Bullshit. I, I I agree. I didn't buy I mean, it. I didn't buy it then. I don't buy it now. He is not the sniveling, obsequious uh, toady to uh, to to the president. Mm-hmm. He he's the one who would who would be most likely to work with the government, but he he'd be the first one to tell them no, they're doing it wrong. Exactly. So yeah, Nonsense. I I I just no. Yeah yeah. So okay. So I'm I'm so glad I'm not alone on this. You're not uh, alone, but. You're, that that said, I recognize its place in the big firmament of things, <laughs> and uh, you know, as a, as a series, like you know, the idea of that that sort of bold art style and and the whole deconstructionist thing was a big deal, and yes. and and you know, disruption is always needed. Um, I just personally, that one just doesn't happen to work for me. Well, it's it's like Killing Joke, which was not meant to be canon, and then became canon. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. in, a, in a big way, because Batgirl was shuffled off to retirement after Crisis, and then bang, because no one's going to use her. Let's get rid of her. Let's shuffle her off, and then turned into something way more powerful in Oracle down the road. So by hey, Ostrander yes, and, yes, and uh, Chuck exactly. Dixon and Gail Simone and others. So it, it's one of those things where it just takes on a life of its own, and it becomes its thing. Meanwhile, the the quality characters were the quality or Charlton. I forget Charlton. Charlton who, who became the watchmen who were originally supposed to be the real thing. And it became the analogs yes. that we know now. That was a good use of the analog thing. I felt it, it was because playing with the analogs, not only did it allow them to kind of keep those characters on the, on the, uh, on mm-hmm. the, on the playing, uh, on the game board, um, but it also allowed them to go to, to go like like for for Alan Moore that was that was very freeing because now he was like now I can do all this stuff where it's also a, you know like yes Night Owl was Blue Beetle but now he's also Batman yeah and now Ozymandias is another part of Batman 
Mm-hmm. Right. So so he could he he actually had a couple of situations where he could have two or three characters that commented on different aspects of what Batman was. So when he was doing deconstruction, he was doing it on sort of a bigger level where it was like, yeah, we're going to take on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what would that mean if this was happening? And, uh, you know, this rich guy who uh, who had all these resources and that kind of stuff. And and in fact, if you think about it in that in those terms. All of them were Batman, except for uh, Doctor Manhattan. Very, very much. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because when it co- when it comes down to, oh, here we go. Ready? 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 When it comes down to it, in all cases of, of, of superheroes, is basically yeah, they're either a Batman or a Superman. It's true. Wow, it got deep. It got deep <laughs> in here, bitches. It got deep. So, anyway. yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean. Yes, hey. so Night Owls with Silk Spectre. Batman's getting it on with himself. <laughs> Never look at it the same way. Never, ever, ever. Oh, man. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't think it matters what else came out then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go back, go back and watch Watchmen. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> I, yeah. gu- I guess you could say Silk Spectre, you know, Catwoman. Um, well, not really a Catwoman. Black Canary. Um, Black Canary Catwoman, Black well. Canary, Lois Lane, kind of wrapped all together, all those female archetypes, you know, together. Yeah, well, because there was the whole sort of female sidekick to this, super, or sort of female tag-along kind of thing. Um, but but, they, but, but you know, also like, like Black and, Canary, and basically any of those sort of 40s, um, um, you know, female heroes. And, and, and really a lot of it was... It was all about the way that the other guys treated them. Like, you know, oh, so, oh, you're a superhero, too. You can be the secretary of our team. Yeah, go bake cookies. Yeah, so it was was very much like, you know, yeah, so here's the way the female characters were treated. And she's just as tough as any of them. Yeah. And and that's and and that's what he was kind of saying is 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 yeah that's the way they used to treat them but but she could kick any one of their asses. If freaking Wonder Woman was treated that way. Yeah, well that's what I'm saying, and and mm-hmm. so so he's saying you know that's that's the way they treated the female characters you know like oh that's too dangerous for a girl, but in the end she, <laughs> blog post she's yeah yeah exactly exactly but in <laughs> the end she's able to um uh you know she's she's the one who's able to finally stop Doctor Manhattan. Cool. Right. So. Yeah. She got the man with the power. Holla. Mm-hmm. And but she does she, she does not like three ways. No, she does and not. And in watching the movie you know no. and in watching the movie, the uh, the big swinging blue dick. Well, um, they had to do that. Of course they did. Yeah, they they absolutely positively and boy, had and boy to do did that. they. <laughs> but it was it wasn't egregious. It was just there. It wasn't. You know? <laughs> This is this thing about male nudity, and we're going to get into it today, and I haven't even been drinking yet. Here's the thing. You will see tits in every R-rated movie, practically. I mean, every R-rated movie has violence or nudity. Yeah. And typically, if it's nudity, it's a female's tits. That's what's going on, or ass. Ass of either gender. But you hardly ever see a man's junk. So that when it is... You don't often see a woman's junk, either. Yeah, true. But when when I got you see a guy's junk way less than you do. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So when you see a guy's junk, everyone goes, "Oh, hello!" Especially when it's blue and fifty feet tall. 
it's going to make a bit of an impression. And of course, it's a Zack Snyder movie, so it's swinging in slow it's motion. Swinging. It would be <laughs> in swinging. slow mo, yeah, in slow motion slow though, motion. because that's where so. he does anything that moves. Is wait, maybe we could slow that down. It'll and be more. <laughs> e- it'll be more epic. And when he did that. Every guy who watched that scene felt really, really inadequate. <laughs> I'll admit, I was glad I went to see that on my own. Um, guys are suddenly fishing through their pockets looking for loose change for no reason. <laughs> Anything to take their eyes off the screen in Dr. Manhattan. Indeed. I, I'm like, if, I'm, if, I have a, if I have godlike powers, that penis is going to be on the floor. I'm sorry. It's going to be wrapped around. The, it's going to be some Reed Richards shit going on right around the building. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so Dr. Manhattan was under control. Okay. This all of a sudden has me thinking of Eddie Murphy in Raw, where he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's walking along, he's swinging his dick around. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the, the, the guy on the beach in Jamaica. That's right. Yeah. All right. No. All right, all right. I'm, all right. Ju- I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, eh, come on. Come on. If you had superpowers, don't lie to me. Don't Indeed. lie to Indeed. me. Indeed. You'd have six packs abs, the huge Superman, you know, chest, <laughs> and it'd be rolling out like bubble tape. Come on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> were you talking about Monel at some point? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm trying to translate this thing on an invisible kid's wall, but we'll get to that. Oh, there's um, a thing on invisible kid's wall. Yeah. Is it an invisible ink? You would. Hey, that would make it easier. Then I wouldn't have to worry about what it said. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interlac. I don't know if it says. Oh, oh, I know what that says. But let's start with the cover because the cover. Yes. Oh, um, it's a Steve Lytle cover. Back home in hell. Uh, LSH number twenty-three. Backs to run. We see Monel bursting out of um, a representation of his own brain here, um, like Athena of of Greek myth, even. Yes. Yes. Nice. Lots of trees are holding down the legionnaires, and their shadow lass um, in the background um, next to her left or her right knee is Invisible Kid. Underneath her is Ultra Boy and Brainiac Five. Uh, to the left is Timberwolf and Tellus. In the foreground is Dawnstar and a blue sleeve, and I will venture yep. that the blue sleeve belongs to Superboy. Indeed it does. And there's a reason why there's no red S on this cover. That's what I would venture to say. Mm, yeah. So we open up, and we have um, a nine-panel layout. Speaking of Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> And it shows different Legionnaires and what they're doing. And we see Shadow Lass. Um, everyone's reacting to this scream that's going on. Arg! Um, Shadow Lass um, rep- uh, says, Monel, by my ancestors. No. Uh, Timberwolf is watching MTV. Yuck, yuck. It, <laughs> that's awesome. It, with a Playboy cup. So, how, how, how freaking 80s is this? Yeah. He's like, can't can a guy eat in peace? Element Lad is like, oh no, who was that? What's gone wrong now? That's such a leader. Um, <laughs> tell us, um, how odd is this a new human ritual? Hmm, I must investigate. Yes. Um, I don't know why he just became that voice in my head, but he did. Uh, Monel's the one screaming. Phantom Girl and Ultra Boy are, are hugging in their quarters, I guess. And Tinny's like, Joe, and Ultra, Ultra Boy's like, I hope that's not who I think it is. I wonder who it is. Oh, stop it, stop it. Um, Invisible Kid, his poster says, the Lord is my shepherd. Wow. 
in case you are wondering, that is the Lord is my shepherd. And he says, mon Dieu, what's suffering? Which means, my God. Oh my God. Yes, yes, but, well. I mean, they're, they're setting Jacques up to be um, the more spiritual, one of the more spiritual legionnaires like Element Lad is. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Um, Girl is in the Hall of Heroes. There's a clue. For uh-huh. you, and that is your sensor girl clue in this issue, right there. Yes, it is. Uh, Brainiac Five has his force shield belt. In, what on I money. find what I find interesting is is where she's looking. Um, well, she's looking at the viewer, really. Yeah, but which statues? So that would be Feral and Invisible Kid, I guess. Um, well, there's yeah, there's just four in there right now. Ah, oh, good point. Good point. Yeah, so they they are oddly um sp- reflecto. I don't think he had a. He a, got a statue in the in the damn hall. Did he? Yeah, they made a big deal of it. Oh, and I guess Triple Girl has one too. Yeah. But um, that's not who she's looking at. No, no, and but, it's it's hard to tell. There's a little that there's a line that kind of indicates that she's looking away from where she was looking. Mm, okay, but, okay, that that makes some sense. Yep. But it's it's faint. You but know, I don't know. It, like, it may just be shadow there. You know, yeah. in the same interview, um, Lytle talked about the timing of stuff and um, and how the, you know, the Supergirl thing wasn't. Um, now, of course, by this point, LaRoque had been on the book for several issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe he was kind of out of the loop on it. Um, but, you know, the, the of course, as we know, the intent had been Supergirl originally until Jeanette Kahn said, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. Do that. <laughs> you know, because it was, it, was, it was Levitz's way of keeping some Kryptonian in the thing. But keep in mind, at the time that this issue came out, um, Superman was not yet going, had not yet gone through his changes. That wouldn't happen for another few months. Um, because ah. at this stage, um, Action Comics 580 came out where Superman stuffers pangs of remorse over his failure to save a group of people from uh, from death. Oh. And um, oh. I'm just trying to see if there's another super... Oh, yeah, Superman 420, which is where he got really stoned. Um, <laughs> okay. A high school student invades Superman's dreams and turns them into deadly nightmares. It was Elliot S. Magan uh, wow. with Kurt Swan, Dave Hunt. So we weren't yet into... Uh, now, I know that stuff had been... There were plans afoot and, and they were going on with... They were pr- sort of proceeding forth with it. But at this stage, you know, people were still mm-hmm. just seeing the regular... Uh, you know, like... Byrne was... I think, I, I think he was working on it, but was probably just finishing off Fantastic Four. Mm. You very, very true. Yeah. Uh, and Brainy is in his four shield belt going, I'm so sorry. Element Lad and Timberwolf are um, checking the monitors and uh, there's a big thoom. Close enough for me. Yeah, take one. Um, headquarters is being damaged and of course it's by the multi-lab so Shady's heading that way. That way. Um, pleading Monel to stop because he's destroying the building, and you, we have another thoom as Monel yes. knocks down a column, and uh, we see the credits finally back home in hell. Paul Levitt's writer, Steve Lilo, guest penciler, co-plotter, Greg LaRoque, penciling, assist, Mike DiCarlo, inker, John Costanza, letterer, Carl Gaffer, colorist, Karen Berger, editor, and there's uh, Brainy Wick Computo um, with him. Uh-huh. 
And she's like, please, love, stop. And he's like, I can't. The serum's not working. The pain's back. Damn it, after a thousand years, it's all coming back. I can't take it. Boom! Um, there's a third. Damn. We're gonna get we're gonna get drunk. <laughs> um and Monel says, I'm dying, Shady, dying of poisoning from before your great grandparents were born, and Brainy Storm can't keep me alive any longer. Timberwolf walks in, uh, followed by Element Lad. He's like, What the Monel? And Brainy's like, He's become immune to my serum, Element Lad. He's dying. And those two Legionnaires are followed by Sunboy and Magnetic Kid. And Shady looks at them all. They've been joined by Invisible Kid and Dawnstar. And she says, don't stand there like dumbstruck idiots. Get the Phantom Zone projector. It's Monel's only chance. And Timber's like, I'm the fastest. So, and I, I beg to differ. Dawnstar's the fastest there. But Yeah, okay. but she's not doing anything. No, <laughs> she's, a, she's a dumbstruck idiot at this point. T typical Donnie. It's like, well, maybe I should track them. Mm, but it, maybe if I knew where it was, I get it. Um, <laughs> and Monel's like, no, not the zone. Not again. And he pushes Shady away. I'm not going back in there. And he's like, no, Shady, I can't go back. I'd rather die than spend another lifetime there. And he crashes out of the building, and he yells, die! And he whooshes off. Um, Dawnstar takes after Monel, so I guess that's why she's there. Yeah. And he, he's flying away, whoosh. We only want to help. And um, he says, there's no cure for me, Donnie. Just death on or the zone I choose death. Thunk, he hit the polymer screen and knocked himself unconscious. He couldn't break through, so he is weakening quickly. Yes. I'm surprised he could even fly. So they're they're Donnie's speculating whether or not the Phantom Zone can even keep him alive. Meanwhile, back on Rimbor, we get a girls' night out mini plot and take a drink because there's Ice Talk guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Checking out some bodacious magenta tatas. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a traveler's advisory, a rough world settled by colonists only three generations ago and still earning much of its income from off-duty miners from nearby asteroid belts. Do not travel alone. United Plants Tourist Directory. <laughs> and we see the door of the bar um, swing open, and it is shrinking Violet. <laughs> basically. And we see Shrinking Violet and Lightning Lass show up, and... Vi's like, ready, Lightning Lass, and do we have a choice, Violet? And one of the attendees says, Scraw, come in, ladies, come in, hey, hey, hey. You look awful fancy for this place, lady, says Bibbo, the bartender in outer space. <laughs> well, you know, Rimborians, they're all, kind, know, they're all kind of dopey. Uh, <laughs> I'm so getting a text. Anyway, I don't serve science police. Drink someplace else. And I believe his sign says, we don't serve... Um, what is that? R O T. Um. I I I don't know what that says. Proteans. It's proteans. Okay. Yes. 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 Proteans. Yes. Sorry. I was thinking it was droids because that'd be a Star Wars. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Joke. Uh, and uh, Violet says, first, I'm not an SP. Second, you couldn't pay me to drink your slime. We prefer information, please. And she grabs him by the collar and drags him over the bar and says, the persuader was here, wasn't he? Looking for an animal named Javers? I, I look at the ring, tongue-tied. I'm a legionnaire. Talk to me. Oh, this is awesome. And um, the, there are two people who are standing there at the bar. is like, legionnaire, I'm not getting caught by them again. Put it away, Kogus. You might not be after us. And um, as people slowly make their way to the entrance, Lightning Last crackles up and says, everyone can sit down 
now. Oh, yeah. Good cop, worst cop. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. The persuader met Javers here, said something about five. I don't know what he meant. Really? You had no idea what yeah, he meant? Yeah, the persuader said mm -hmm. five. Five. Yeah. Oh, God, I wonder. I wonder what he's talking about. <laughs> if they ever come back, I'll call you guys quick. Sure. And I'm a space dragon, Vice yeah. uh, says. <laughs> that's, so we'll that's, be... that's, that's like, he's like, he's like a Mensa member on Rimbor. Uh, da, you know, da, uh, the persuader uh, said something uh, about uh, five. Which way I did he go? You, what's your number? Five, 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 legionnaire? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we'll be watching Barman carefully. And so the ladies leave. That was a lot of work for nothing. Couldn't the SPs have found that much out themselves? And Violet says, not a chance lightning lasts, at least not without sight probing the whole crowd. Those creeps were more afraid of Legionnaires than the Fatal Five, which is the only reason we got anywhere. Just an awesome scene, beautifully drawn, and just great dialogue. Like, that—that that is, right there is just textbook, like, yeah, Legionnaires got to be kind of badass sometimes. And that, and in that, they are. Like, they're freaking Legionnaires. They're known throughout the galaxy. And, uh, and yeah. People should be more scared of them than the Fatal Five because there's more of them. True, true. So we are back at Legion Headquarters, and some boy is overseeing the repairs on the outer hull of Legion Headquarters. And uh, they're working on it, and we see um, someone passing through Legion Headquarters. And in Monel's quarters is uh, Shrinking Violet sitting there. Not Shrinking Violet, sorry, Shadow Last. My bad, holy crap. Um, and we see that we're looking through the eye of Monel as he phantoms through the Legion headquarters. Yeah. And he's walking around. It's very reminiscent of, you know, the Ghost of Pharaoh Lad issue. Yeah, very. And Monel winds up back in the um, multi lab, and Element Lad and Brainy are there. And you know Brainy's serious because he's unbuttoned his lab. Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, this is serious, people. And Element says, and you like Brainy. And Brainy's like, no, he's not cooperating. He's not staying still inside the Phantom Zone. I can't get a holo image of Monel to communicate with. One more try. Please, Monel. I knew the serum was failing, but I'm working on another solution. We'll get you out, I promise. And Monel shows up and is like, promises? Ah, uh, excellent. You shouldn't have sent me here. I don't want to live if I'm only a Phantom. We'll get you out of the zone. I waited a thousand years the first time, Brainiac. Saw people grow old, die, worlds die even. You got me out, gave me life again. You had no right to take it away. I deserved a clean death, not this ghostly torture again. And there's the um, image of Superboy using the Phantom Zone projector on Monel originally. Yeah. Monel being tortured by the three criminals um, from Krypton, Nod, Ursa, and Zod. Um, Superman looking into the Phantom Zone, going, yeah, well, still have created a cure. Was she Ursa in the comics, or wasn't she Feora? I forget. Yeah. And I think we got uh, Jack. We got actually Jack Sir there. Oh, uh, do we have Jack Sir? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, why not? Um, and then we see Dark Side subjugating people, and Monel crying about it. Which yes. I guess they kind of had to t tie that back in because Monel knew who Dark Side was. In that's, that's right. Yes. So, and uh, Monel says, "I don't want to wait a thousand years. I'm going to die." And Brain's like, "Wait." Oh, too late, he's gone. Die, die. And he, his phantom basically gets very specter-like and mm -hmm. disappears. Um, he's moving uh, somewhere else in the phantom zone, maybe even off Earth entirely. And Elmalad's like, we don't have time for you to research a new solution to his poisoning brain. We have to give him, we have to save him now or lose him forever. How? How to save a phantom from himself? Meanwhile, back at the Time Institute, 
we see the beginning of yes. a series that we've already done. That's right. That's right. So that that that's what sort of told me what what time frame we were in. So we're just so we are about to find out about the uh, whole difference in the Superman office, but not yeah. quite yet. Just yeah. yeah, just this side of it. So we see Cosmic Boy and Night Girl take off for uh, the 20th century thanks to Circadia Senius and a time bubble. And there's a crackoom, so take a drink. Hey, yeah. mm-hmm. But before Circadia Senius can even get out of the room, three more Legionnaires um, roll over him, literally knocking him to the floor. It's Dawnstar, Shadowlass, and Element Lad saying that they need another time bubble to go to the 20th century, like right now. It's an emergency. And this is the last time bubble that is working. And... Um, of course, Circadia Senius lets him lets them take it and wishes them the best of luck. Meanwhile, back in the multi-lab, Brainy, Dream Girl, Phantom Girl, and Telus are working on um, a cure. It's important to remember that Dream Girl, while a pretty face, is an expert at medical science. Mm-hmm. So um, Brainy and Dreamy are working on the cure for Monel, while Phantom Girl is going to project Telus into the Phantom Zone, and then she is going to follow him into the Phantom Zone so they can track down Monel. So it's kind of cool to see you know, an old guard legionnaire work with a new legionnaire yes. since they tend to be very cliquish at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. So she says, uh, take a deep breath, tell us, or whatever is your equivalent of breathing. Oh, I have Phantom Girl, but are you sure it is my assistance you will need in the Phantom Zone? Oh, absolutely. We have to bring Monel back to the part of the zone near the multi-lab. That way we can get him out when the cure is ready. And since we can only affect Monel mentally, now you're the logical legionnaire. And um, tells like, then send me into the zone, Brainiac 5. I am prepared. Oh, good. Now I'll use that little fringe effect on my powers, Phantom Girl says, and go straight into the zone by myself. Tell us. I am here, Phantom Girl. Why did you not tell me the Phantom Zone was so wonderful? I feel as free as I did in Great Mother Ocean herself. Yeah, well, just don't forget this is a lot stranger than any ocean. We're both phantoms now, not fish, as she flies through him. Oh, oh it is peculiar. Worse, look here. You can see out of the zone. Watch how people really live, but they can't see or hear you. And she wait. So oh, she's but, all she's all saying to to uh, tell us we're not we're not fish. That's racist. I'm just very, saying. I'm just very. saying. It's actually specious, but I get well, your point. You, you're right. You're right. And um, she opens a window, and you can see Sun Boy working on the uh, multi multi lab repairs on the outside. And she says it's easy to go crazy here or get lost. And before Manel manages to lose himself forever. We better hurry and find him. And he's like, I'm sorry, Phantom Girl. Um, well, Minutes confusion does no harm, tell us. We simply can't get carried away. Agreed. You brought me here to help bring Monel back, and so I shall. And a beautiful splash page of Telus mm-hmm. with Phantom Girl by uh, Mr. Steve Lytle here. But forgive me if I am overcome by the wonder of it all. I hear Monel's thoughts somewhere ahead, but I cannot gauge the distance. That's because there is no real distance here, tell us just the illusion of distance. Oh, wow. Another sensor girl clue. Interesting. <laughs> and because everyone in the zone becomes telepathic, Monel's thoughts can be broadcast at you more powerfully than you'd expect. But follow your instinct. It's the only hope we have to find him. And they take off. Meanwhile, in the time zone, we have Shadow Lass, or, or the time um, stream. We have uh, Shadow Lass, Element Lad, Dawnstar, and they're writing, and they're noticing that this is different. Um, Mm-hmm. Time travel is rough and stormy. There's no rainbow of color. Aww. So sad. Hmm. And Donnie remarks that there's no speed anymore. And Elmer Lad's like, it's, I don't know. It's all I can do to keep the time bubble on course. It's as though the very nature of time has changed. Mm-hmm. And they can see little bits and pieces. And then there appears to be some kind of tablet heading right for them. And Elmer Lad uses his powers to 
zap it so that it doesn't affect the uh, time bubble. But it turns out that the time bubble actually does crack. Um, it's like, oh, that's not good. Mm-hmm. And uh, Donnie says, perhaps the laws of physics have changed as well, Element Lad. Well, I hope not, Donstar. Now that we've made it back to Superboy's time, we better be able to get home again. And um, so this is Smallville, and Donnie should know that because she's been here before. Yeah. Um, the air is so... Uh, I remember the air was so pure, so fresh, and she whooshes. Like, Donnie, get back down here at once. It's better if no one sees us. That way we can't disturb history any more than we have to. And so Shady puts a shadow around all of them. I'm not sure why we should worry about history. Are we not here to find Superboy? I can do that most swiftly from here. And Elmalas says, maybe we're going to do this quickly and quietly, please. Shadow lasts a little darkness around us at the time bubble, if you please. So they are trudging off. Meanwhile, back near Rimbor. Why did Element Lad take a team back to the 20th century to get Superboy? We never found a cure for Monel in his own lifetime. Most likely Violet. I have no idea, Shrinking Violet, but that's the latest news. Oh, thanks, Magnetic Kid. Tell Element Lad we're en route back. Okay, see you soon. Odd. I wonder what good Superboy can do. Violet says, hmm. Maybe he'll be able to talk Monel into waiting in the nearest part of the zone nearest Earth until Brainiac finds a cure. Or am I being silly? Listen to yourself and you'll know the answer, Violet says. And Ayla says, Violet, you're one tough lady. Alright. Um, what, am I getting ahead of myself? I'm sorry. <laughs> then the uh, three legionnaires come across um, the Kent's backyard. And uh, Donnie's like, I feel Superboy near legionnaires. Yeah, they cannot find the way. It's a, same, it's a shame your powers aren't as effective on a world as in space, Dawnstar. How, how many times do they have to say that? <laughs> yeah. This is getting to be like Dream Girl's powers always foretell the future. And Shady's like, if your powers won't help, maybe memory can. Wasn't there a secret passageway underground to the Kent's house? I think I used it once. Shadowlass, you were correct. You used it back in the Mordru the Merciless story. Yes. Um, very good story. Yay. Uh, yes, here it is. Good work, Shady. Let me give you a hand with the door. And they're like, oh! Uh, what Superboy designed for his muscles as much for ours, Legionnaires? Together now. One, two, there! Ha <laughs> ha. If I remember, it's not a long passageway. Then let me move ahead. Follow when you can. And Superboy's like, hey, not so fast. Oh, Dawnstar, what are you doing here? I heard my alarm go off at the end of the secret tunnel, but I never figured on catching a Legionnaire as a burglar. Why didn't you call? And Shady says, it's not so simple anymore, Superboy, and we need you desperately. Now, this panel is definitely a LaRoque panel. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's just interesting seeing their stuff sort of alongside uh, one another. Mm-hmm. Seeing which stuff he did the assist on. Very neat. Totally. Meanwhile, back in the Phantom Zone, Monel's like, peace, there must be peace somewhere. A place where I can die. Even a phantom can dissolve, spread apart into so many atoms like a mist. Where do I do that? How do I do that? Monel, Monel, go away. Come back with me, Monel. Come back to Earth. Leave me alone, Phantom Girl. Brainiac has no, no false hopes. Don't you understand? You can leave the zone. I can't. You've trapped me here. And I'd sooner die. Farewell. And Phantom was like, tell us. <laughs> and uh, tell us puts the telekinetic smackdown on Monel. Boom. Mm-hmm. The Phantom Zone seems a world of the mind, Monel. Even my telekinesis works here. See? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry to have to bring you back against your will, but I'm pleased that my powers are finally proving their worth to the Legion. And so back in the time bubble, Superboy is with the Legionnaires. The storms are even worse than before. I've never seen the time stream like this. It's at its worst around your century, Superboy, a few years after your time. Maybe it has something to do with the lost years of history, the ones we have almost no records of. 
Oops, we're slipping out of the stream back into normal time in the 21st century. And what in stars <laughs> is that? Guest starring Jonah Hex, kids. Yeah. See the futuristic Hex on his motorbike. Ain't none of this helping me find Stiletta. Ain't none of it helping me get my butt back home on home to the 19th century neither. But uh, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and Superboy exits the time bubble in order to give it a lift. Whoosh. Don't think we should wait around to see if he's hostile legionnaires. Let's go. Crack. And they go through the time zone again. I must be getting touched in the... Huh? They they's disappeared. <laughs> For another point of view, see Jonah Hex <laughs> number 10. Yeah, it's as though he's from Rimbor. <laughs> it's all... Oh, womp womp. Uh, <sighs> Superboy pushes the bubble back through the time stream. Good for him. And in the multi-lab, the time sphere reappears with Brainy and Invisible Kid and Dream Girl there. And uh, Superboy's like, now if you just explain, Dream he's like, no time for that, Superboy. Just step in here. <laughs> Hello. Foam shake about bow. <laughs> but Dream Girl and Phantom Girl appears. Do what she says, Superboy, now. Phantom Girl, tell us has Monel right behind me. Brainy, get ready. Now. And Monel reappears along with Tell Us. Uh, wee 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 And there's Shady, uh, Sensor Girl, Ultra Boy, and Element Lad. And Element Lad's like, Ultra Boy, hold him. And Brainy starts his techno babble Star Trek speech. Uh, swiftly and simply, the serum that protected Monel was based on kryptonite, as you know. But his blood rejected the kryptonite, so it had to be continually replaced. Now I'm using a kryptonite laser needle to extract some of your blood cells, Superboy. Huh? Ow! Sorry, but they're vital to Monel's recovery, Dream Girl. I've turned on the kryptonite laser, Brainy. The blood cells are completely irradiated. Hurry up, he's getting harder to hold. Put him in the tube, Ultra Boy, and let me introduce the K-cells to Monel's bloodstream. I thought he was invulnerable. In his weakened state, yes, but not completely, Timberwolf. If I'm right, the K-cells will negate the lead poisoning permanently. And if you're wrong, Shady Ass, then Monel will have his wish, and he'll die. Well, there you go. Yeah. Legion headquarters, some days later. You see, my love, the sun still shines. Shady and Monel are sharing a moment on the roof of the headquarters. I've given up all hope of seeing it again, Shady. Oh, I'm still so cold. You can't imagine what it was like trying so hard to die in a world where you're only a dream. You're here now, my love, and I'll take care of you. Everything will be all right. Promise? <laughs> yes. Now, let's go back inside. Fine. Oh, there's Sensor Girl. You know, Shady, it was the strangest thing when I was in the Phantom Zone. I felt as though everything was a hallucination, a mad fever dream. You wouldn't even believe me if I told you what I saw, what I thought I saw. Oh, Never oh. mind. Next, suspicion. And the Sensor Girl plot moves to the A plot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so what a fantastic issue. I mean, yep. just great issue all around. <sighs> yeah, next is suspicion, your last chance to guess Sensor Girl's true identity. Oh no, oh no! When technically it really isn't. <laughs> no. Well, we don't have that much longer, do we? Like, it's uh, 20, like 25 she gets revealed, isn't it? 25 or 26, yeah. Yeah, so... That's but they, they, got, they got in trouble for 24 because it's it's very misleading mm. That, mm. that that's the one where that takes place. So. But yeah, all in all, great issue. Yeah. Yay! Yep. Yeah, yeah, just solid. And, and you know, it, it he's right. It, you know, Lido was completely accurate when he said that the idea of this was it, it adds so much to Monel's character, and it really did make him that much more interesting. Mm -hmm. 
and and really was the first thing that kind of differentiated him from Superboy because before that he'd been mostly just he is a Superboy character and yeah you know I mean it's it's kind of a, a throwaway thing yeah he was in the Phantom Zone for a thousand years <laughs> and, yeah and and then it's like but when you really think about that it's like wow that would suck yeah yeah it would horribly so and this to me felt like the first issue where they truly addressed that. Well, you know, in the past, there'd been the whole, oh, there's my friend Monel still in the Phantom Zone. You know, it happened on occasion. And and it was just kind of like, wow, I sure hope I find a cure soon. And it's like, but he's okay for now. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And and, uh, and then it was like, uh, it's like, oh, okay, we can get Monel out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah, I'm out of the Phantom Zone. Hooray. <laughs> you know, and and, uh, and so so that, you know, and I like that, that that always, always a guy who has continuity of mind, Lytle's thing was that, yeah, he probably repressed all that. So that's probably. why, you know, so because he's looking at how can I make this work in the context of all that has gone before? Mm-hmm. And because uh, that's just the way his mind works. And uh, and so what he did was he came up with the, with the perfect reason. He's like, yeah, well, he's repressing it all. So he gets out of there. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's cool. Okay, great, great. And, um, <clears throat> And he's put a lot of that behind him, but but a lot of that become you know that that whole thing becomes because, well, I don't have to go back. Yeah. So, yeah, it really sucked, but I don't need to get into that because it doesn't <laughs> no, matter because I am so dumb with that. I never have to go back there until Truth. until he does. And that uh-huh. I, just just really powerful stuff. Really, really, really a, a great issue. This is you know it really delved so much deeper into into his character, and and I just thought just a lot of the set pieces around it, even the, sort of the uh, the B and C stories where we just had legionnaires talking about this stuff. It was a really good character piece, and we still got some cool action bits like like with. Um, well, just trying to restrain Monel for one thing, mm-hmm. and uh, and also with with Vi and Ayla at the uh, in the cantina. Oh, I love I love them as you know the bad cop bad cop yeah couple yeah. there. It w- it was also nice to see that them actually gravitating together, mm-hmm. do stuff like that, and becoming more of the. And this is one of the things that Levitz really did in his run was he made the Legionnaire women less damsels in distress and more. Exactly. For, forefront physically, even though a lot of them had powers that were more subtle, but he really made them powerful in their own ways. Yes. So. Yeah. Again, it's it. You know, legionnaires are badass. Like, like they they are known through the galaxy, and mm-hmm. um, and and so for you know for someone to to be able to go toe to toe with the Fatal Five, to be able to go toe to toe with the Infinite Man, or or dark side, yeah. There's a, there's an inherent toughness going on there. True. And um, you know, for them to constantly be throwing themselves in 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 danger's path, you know, and and then to have them be be damsels in distress, it it really belies the yeah. Uh, it makes the, no the, sense. Yeah. That. It it really it really negates sort of the threats that you're the stakes of the threats that you're trying to put in front of them. True, and when we have one of the one of the biggest culprits of the damsel in distress motif coming up to be revealed as no longer that, yeah, you know, I mean, it was revealed a long time when once once Karate Kid died, mm-hmm. that 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 bridge was crossed. Yeah, and and with Violet, I mean, it's right there in the name. Oh yeah, Shrinking Violet. Oh, no. you know, and me. 
And she was really like that early on, really much. Oh, she absolutely. Was... It was more than just a, just a cute name that, that echoed her power. It echoed her character. Mm-hmm. And um... But then once uh, the Microlad and the kidnapping and, and the Yura thing happened, that all changed. Yeah, because that's, that's the kind of shit these characters go through. And so we need to expect them to be pretty damn tough. True. And, uh, and I just think that we saw all the Legionnaires step up to, say, to, uh, to help one of their own. And we've got that foreshadowing for the Fatal Five. And, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff coming up. Good stuff wait. coming up. Good stuff I coming up. I cannot wait to get to it. I um, know. It's going to be so good. <laughs> let me just do a quick check of the... Because I love a mystery. And the Sensor Girl mystery kept me going for months. Oh, for sure. And checking the mailbag. Nope, we're clear. I, I, we addressed everything the other week. So, Yay! So there we go. Um, all right, so let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Oh, wait, wait. There is actually one thing I just want to... Uh, one more thing? Just one thing? Just one thing. And I want to make sure that I can get to this. Uh, bum 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 I was just going to check and see if I had something on here, and I don't seem to have it yet, but um, I know another place I can check. And this is what something that I want to say is, um, here we go. We should also talk, uh, just briefly, just a mention... Um, we've talked in the past about our friend, uh, our friend New Mutant and his book, The Power Principle. Uh huh. And uh, it is now available on Comixology. Oh, sweet! And so he, I know there are more details on that, and he's going to get some to me. But I did want to just give it a mention for now. Uh, so yes, The Power Principle is on Comixology, and issue four is coming out. I think we mentioned it when it was first launching, but I think you know. You can mention this anytime, uh, because like a lot of you, Alan's a mm-hmm. big, he's a big Legion fan and um, and also just a really cool guy, and uh, and his book is awesome and it's fun and uh, and for everybody who's been complaining that there is no cool superhero stuff that is fun being done, that is not true because not all cool superhero stuff that is fun um, bears a DC or Marvel imprint. Hmm, true. I'm just saying. True. So, uh, so yeah, check that out. The Power Principle on Comixology, and uh, and there will be more details to come. And uh, so, so do check it out because it's excellent stuff. And uh, so there we go. That's all I got. Uh, that sounds like plenty. All right. Mm-hmm. Comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Facebook. It can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Although if you go to if you just go to legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, you can just there's a little clicky button there. You can go straight to it. Um, and uh, of course, in addition to all these things, we are on the Twitter as LOSP Podcast, and you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. 
which is running a little rocky these days. I guess it's, uh, yeah, it I is. guess it's that whole having to go into a pocket. Um, it, that's that's <laughs> what that was. It wasn't a, it wasn't a uh, time a bubble tablet. in the corner pocket. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a it wasn't a a, 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 a a tablet. It was it was like oh someone's keychain. Look out um, <laughs> as they went into the pocket universe. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Phantom Zone for the win.